available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Episode of Cut the Foreplay. My name is Nadia Fabry. I'm your host for this and every other episode until the internet goes away. We are a couple of episodes deep into season five, and I'm realizing that the theme is vulnerability and discomfort, so I'm just gonna run with it. So, if you haven't noticed this season, we have a lot of different voices, which I am loving. I love the different perspective. I love that some people don't want to talk about cranking out. Assholes open 24-7 like I do. But if you are an OG listener and you miss the monologues, please know that I am working on a slew of them and you'll have one of them next week. I swear, I don't shut the f- fuck up and you will love it. A good friend and I were having a conversation about self-discovery and not in a grand way, but in a small way, in ways that accumulate. I feel like you're not really given a manual as a human being. It's kind of like things happen and then you're smack dab in the middle of it and you're going, hey, what the fuck? fuck am I really going through? And I felt this way when I first fell for someone present day, yes, I'm a jaded, revolving door of lovers kind of human being. (laughs) I belong to the streets, and now I'm aware of what I'm doing, but back in the day, I just was fucking full-on went in blind. And I was recalling that moment, and uh, even thinking about it still makes me nervous. I was 12 years old, I had just moved to Vancouver, Canada, straight from Mombasa, Kenya. I had no idea why there were so many fucking white people, first of all, let's start there. And just general culture shock, it was wild. I was uncomfortable in my own skin. If you've ever been a 12-year-old girl, you know how it goes. You get your period, the hormones are wild. One day I was a tomboy, the next day I was packing seeds. The fun bags just came out of nowhere and they were absolutely no fucking fun. The name is a lie. My fashion sense was terrible. The weight was distributed in the most unnecessary way possible. I remember being shit scared and walking into, I think it was seventh grade or eighth grade, and I was heavily introverted. And I know you can be introverted and outgoing, but I was definitely not the latter. I had no idea how to make conversation. And I remember sitting in a math class, head down, trying not to talk to anybody, the hoodie was up, ah, blah, 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 blah. And this boy walked in, this lanky Greek boy with a full head of curls. And he sat down in front of me and I was like, okay, it's not assigned seating. He could have sat anywhere, but he chose to sit in front of me. Honest to God, my heart was full on beating out of my ass. Every time he would turn from side to side, reach for something in his bag, his little curls would just bounce up and down. The wind would blow perfectly so I could smell his shampoo. It was straight out of a fucking movie. And every day I would go home and I would tell myself that I would get the courage to say something. And I don't know if it was a month in or weeks in, I noticed that he played hacky sack. And if you don't know what that is, it's that weird bean-like ball that you kind of kick around in a circle and you're not supposed to let it drop. And because I was a soccer player, I was naturally good at it. And I was like, okay, this is my way in. (laughs) I'm gonna get this man's attention by playing hacky sack. So in my little voice, I was like, And uh, they were like, yeah, come and play with us, man, join. And everyone was like, whoa, you're so good for a girl. You know how it went back in the day. Still present day sometimes as well. And 
It didn't translate into him falling heavily in love with me almost immediately, or at all. Because I was in that school for what, like four months before moving, and I think I talked to him for a total of 13 seconds. Ah! And it wasn't because I was shy, it was because it was definitely unrequited. This is why I compensate present day by being a pussy monster. Hello, hello. My name is Wanjira Longauer. I am a host of The Hype on Capital FM, just in case you don't know me. That's the crazy hip hop show. Um, wear many hats, but right now I am tapping into the extraordinarily painful moment in my life where I was head over heels for a boy named William D. Wind. I am not even making this name up. And um, Nadia has asked me to kind of, you know, share, okay, with Cut the Foreplay, what exactly that looks like. Well, 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 well. <laughs> I, um, it was really hectic. So I grew up in the city and the really cool thing I always, I've always felt like about you know, being from uh, an island like Manhattan is there's so much diversity. There's so many different people interacting. Um, and even from a very young age, it's very normal to have very good friends who are boys. And William DeWind was just the most aloof little boy you ever done met in your life. The only person that he had time for really, really, really in any true regard was Champion. And Champion was uh, my really good friend. So... <laughs> I always used to try and somehow get Will's attention through Champion. By the way, I am one trillion percent that female who's like, oh yeah, 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 I'll get him, get his attention. I'll walk past him and then he has to talk to me, right? Like I was like that when I was in first grade, which is when I fell in love with William. And I'm like that now at <laughs> my grown ass age, just being like, oh, a guy will obviously know I like him because like I just looked at him for longer than five seconds and otherwise that's awkward. So he just has to know that I like him. I, I just did everything with all my might to be seen and be noticed. I thought about it much later uh, in retrospect, which hindsight is always 2020. I think Champion had a crush on me and I was trying to chase William. So it was a little bit of a cute triangle going on there. I was so separated from those two boys when they'd be doing stuff like he champion had all the stories in the world to tell me wanted to show me his cool toys wanted to hang out with me playdates nini nini but william dewind <laughs> they just used to do their own stuff together even if we were in class all together it was there was a separate playtime for william and a separate playtime for one jira champion actually had a thing for the w's but anyway yeah um i'm gonna go ahead and call that some unrequited love right there i don't think william um knew very much about my existence other than that we were in class together. Probably that my name was Wanjira and that I had a birthmark on my left eye. Um, and that's really where that whole story goes. I never, I never even kissed William, never even held hands with him. I don't, I, I think I, I may have pip squeaked a hi. And that's as far as it went. Yeah. I wonder what champion's up to though. Champion's kind of cute. Hey! So I've often wondered whether it is possible to love with the same blind conviction, commitment, and fervency of my youth, specifically my early teenage years when I was head over heels in love with Nick Carter. Yes, of the Backstreet Boys. Ah, it was an unrequited love. But it was a sweet love and it lasted 
for years. But honestly, I remember I used to wait until Metro FM would play their love jams at like 11 p.m. I believe it was. And I just sit there, fantasize about what it would be like to be with Nick Carter. I'm pretty sure it would have been illegal considering the age gap back then. But nevertheless, ugh, I don't think I've ever fantasized, daydreamed like that since. Her name was Sylvia. And Sylvia and I were deskmates for, I believe, a full year, if not a year and a half. And oh my goodness, we got on each other's nerves so much, like when sharing textbooks to read aloud in class. Um, sometimes she snitches on me to the teacher that I didn't do my homework. It was so ridiculous. It was She was so annoying, but that's what made her so amazing. Like, I don't know. And the weirdest thing was in the one and a half years that we sat next to each other in school, I never told her. And then one day, Sylvia transferred to another school. And I remember on the day her cousin, who was also in our class, is the one who told me. And I, and I put on this this brave face and i was like oh i'm so happy now i can get a cool desk mate she was so boring and then i went and sat um at my desk and i buried my head down and i and i shed a boy tear a boy tear is the tear that you do not see but it's there it's there i was getting up feeling all <clears throat> all right let's see how life is gonna be without sylvia i looked her up on facebook a couple of years later uh, she's cool. She's cool. She's doing her thing. Uh, yo. Ah, Sylvia. Anyway. So, you want to hear about my first crush, okay? Um, my first crush was actually Joey Tribbiani from Friends, which was pretty weird because I was six. <laughs> but I was just like, you know what? Me and this guy, we're, we're going to be friends. Because I didn't know how to express it because, you know, it was like 2002 and guys liking guys, I didn't really know that was an option. So I was like, we're going to be best friends. We're going to eat so much food and we're going to be dumb. <laughs> but anyway, I know you want to hear about my first real crush. So it was when I was 11, I believe. And the guy was one year below me. He was 10. And I remember we were like, oh my God, we're so cool. We're friends and we're not even in the same grade. Oh, we're so hipster and cool and different and against the status quo. Kids are so dumb. We really liked hanging out together. It was really fun. <laughs> it used to like half tease me and I would always like let it happen. Not in like a malicious way or anything like that, but just like in a, oh, you're pushing me, oh, don't push me. And I'd let him push me and then we'd play fighting and stuff and I would let him win. And I'd be like, oh my God, you pinned me to the floor. Oh no, what am I going to do? <laughs> oh God. And for me, I was just like, ah, oh, no, we're just best friends. Because at this point, I just didn't know how to express feelings that I was feeling. And I just didn't know that those were options to <laughs> express feelings that I was feeling. And I remember there was this one time and we were getting the sex education talk. Yeah, so I was learning about all of that stuff and he was in the grade below, so he wasn't learning that stuff. And I remember we were talking about it and he's like, oh my God, dude, so like, what? what's the stuff? Like, what? And I was like, oh, dude, so you're gonna like get here, here, and then this happens to your dick. Aww. Just really like dumb, just really pent up preteen sexual tension. And I remember we would both be like, you know, 
really excited and giddy, but also really like shy when we were talking about it. Really fun. I really enjoyed hanging out with him. I think we were really close friends for quite a while. But then after when I left for high school, I think that's when we parted ways. Um, but no, he's grown up to be quite a, an attractive guy, I would say. Very handsome guy. My first crush, I, I can never forget her. She was, she was something else. I even remember how she looks. She had fiery red hair, green emerald eyes, so beautiful, so magnificent, so unique. And she's always smiling. She, every time she walked into the room, like she lit up the place. And I remember this incident where she was by the pool taking in, you know, everything around her. And I just walked in and I saw the smile on her face. And I said, hey, let me let me impress her. And I didn't know how to swim at that time. But just because I wanted her to be proud of me, just because I wanted her to look at me with some level of affection, I jumped into the deep end and I struggled to swim. And I saw the look in her face. She was concerned. She was like, I hope he doesn't drown. Obviously, a lifeguard came, pulled me out. And eventually, my parents got called because it's not correct for a child in standard one just jump into the deep end without having some supervision but yeah she was something else my class teacher never will forget her this is a high school love story with lots of sweetness and awkwardness it started my senior year of high school and i had this huge crush on this boy in my physics class my high school isn't that big but i'd never seen him before um so it's quite intrigued and at this point, I was really shy and quiet, so I was not going to be the one going up to people and talking to them first, or even think about asking anybody out on a date. And he was pretty much the same, really shy, and so it ended up being a few months before we actually had a proper conversation. But I started to notice that he liked me because we were both captains of our high school soccer team. I know, cliche. And our practices overlapped. But my practice always started before his and he would always show up a little bit early but i remember having that classic butterfly feeling in my stomach every time i saw him and as we got to know each other a bit more through soccer i remember in physics class noticing that his desk was on the complete opposite side of the classroom but he would always show up a few minutes late and do a huge detour to walk by my desk and eventually we ended up finding ways to be together for group work or just orchestrate our way to be one-on-one -on -one. Um, but being super awkward and not self-aware at the time, I just brushed it off. But I still felt like maybe there was something in between us, like, you know, just like that gut feeling. Um, and I'd forgotten all of the details about how it led up to it. But eventually he asked me out on a date and our first date was to go see Silver Linings Playbook at this old historic cinema in the city that we lived in. And it was a classic first date. We both showed up really nervous, tempted awkward small talk while we waited for tickets. But the way the cinema was set up was that it had these really like big, comfortable rolly chairs. And so our two seats were next to each other, but not like really next to each other. And so throughout the whole movie, I could just see him like slowly inching his way closer to me. And I could feel that like he was really nervous. I was really nervous too. Also like very aware of like every single move I made throughout the movie. Um, but at one point, like as he got really close to me and he got the courage and he just put his arm around me. I was really flattered, but also just thought it was a bit funny um, because I just felt like this was out of a high school dating playbook. 
Um, anyways, the movie ended, and then we walked home together, and I don't even remember how we said goodbye or what we talked about. I think we did some sort of, like, awkward peck, like, not even a kiss, just kind of, like, our face just kind of, like, touching each other and then both going off in separate directions. Ended up dating until the end of the year, and we also went to prom together. Ended up ending things when I went off to college. Well, hello. It's Anwar more as you may know from the previous episodes where i told you about you know being vomited on and other stuff like that but today i'm getting giddy giddy maji maji well i'm just getting giddy because it's all about that first love story that first crush i ever had i remember like it was yesterday okay year two i'm seven years old freshly matutored wearing the most ugliest uniform that you have ever seen at Braeburn. And this little, like, caramel candy just walks into class, and I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. What is this feeling? It felt like my knees didn't work. It felt like I was just all sorts of crazy. I was like, what is happening here? And what is that? What is that species? Don't forget, like, I was in year one, there were males. I was in year two, there were males. But this specific one had my whole heart, like, in my stomach and my stomach out my ass. Like, it was so crazy. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe. And he knew he was cute. He's a model now. The thing is, I wasn't the only one in the class that felt that way. Every little trifling girl in that class felt that way too so all of us are in this collective haze who who's gonna talk to him first now she's a really good friend of mine he gravitated towards her they had this chemistry they're really just good friends he saw her like a sister and it just it stressed my life because she was my good friend and she'd be like oh i'm just going to so and so's house for a sleepover and i'm just there like what how did you get so close to 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 such greatness like how did you do that and she started inviting me more and more and hanging out with him more and more i was a very unfortunate looking child i mean i'm talking braces glasses like a kind of tomato people used to call us 10 like my friend is really slim and i'm round i know kids are cruel um so she started inviting me more and more and used to hang out but i had nothing to say like my heart um later on later and after high school and stuff we became friends i was like oh i used to have the biggest crush on you to him it's like so did every other girl they have all told me and like year after year all of us have kind of come out and told him why am i getting <laughs> Why am I getting nervous talking about it now? Well, because those feelings haven't gone <clears throat> shooting my shot. So this is a story about my first ever crush. And, you know, I feel like the luckiest girl in the world because my crush is the person who I've now chosen to spend the rest of my life with. It all started 15 years ago in primary school. And, okay, I'm just kidding. You should do like a um, <laughs> audio scratch. No, it is not that case. I am an interesting anomaly in that I have had literally 15 million thousand crushes. Actually, more like 69,000 crushes. <laughs> like, I cannot pinpoint my first ever crush, but I can tell you about my most, one of my most recent crushes. <sighs> Basically, it is a friend. It's someone who is still a friend of mine, someone I'm still very much friendly with, um, and someone I work with as well. Uh, so... We have mutual friends, and first time we met, really nothing special, but I definitely recognized them and like saw them from across the room. We were both in different relationships at the time and didn't really think much of it. And then over time, that it just grew. We just started hanging out more with groups of people, obviously. And then one day, they brushed my leg um, in an attempt to go past me in a movie theater, and 
it lit something in me. Um, to this day, I I don't know if it was the leg brush or the dark room, or like the like very scary movie we were watching. Um, it awakened something inside me, and um, yeah, I'm someone who shoots shots. You know, I think famous hockey player in Canada once said, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So my approach is like YOLO. Um, I was freshly out of a relationship, so was this person. And I slid into the DMs. Obviously we were friends, we were joking around, and I was like, hey, so like, this is not a JK moment. I would like to go out to dinner just one-on-one as a date. And um, that was six months ago. <laughs> I haven't heard back. So 